Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. This message is by Rohan Andrew. Good morning, everyone. It's great that you all tuned in to this message this morning. My name is Rohan, I'm sure you know me by now. I'm the pastor of the Crawley Congregation. And, um, you know, I just want to just bring to you a message that I believe that God has, has just downloaded to me over the last few weeks. And I've titled the message, Leave No Room for Lies. It's for itself, I'm sure you're going to get the gist of where I'm going with this. So I'm just going to start with this. Let's just go straight in. This is what I felt the Lord really say to me a number of weeks ago. He said to me, too many of my people are being told and believing lies in the season. Lies about themselves, lies about me, lies about their circumstances and their future. And God just started to kind of, he spoke to me that word and then he kind of started to unpack uh, a load of stuff. I mean, some of it applied to me personally, but I know he was kind of just speaking to me about, uh, about the church in general, but just about our church in Kingdom Faith and about us as believers, that over this period of time of lockdown and just everything being up in the air and all the change that's going on, I just felt the Lord was really saying that the enemy has kind of seek to just sow lies into our lives and get us to just take our focus, take our hearts off of what God is wanting for us in this season and to kind of just focus on some things that just aren't important, just things that the enemy just wants to kind of confuse us with and lie to us about. That's where I'm going this morning. So let's just, I'll just jump straight in. So the, so the enemy, first of all, he works with lies. Many of us will know that. That's, that's who he is. Right at the beginning in the Garden of Eden, in Genesis, was one of the first things he said to Eve, like the very first thing actually he said to Eve was a lie. He says, has God really said you can't eat from any of the trees in the garden? Uh, then he said, surely you won't die. God just, does, um, God just doesn't want you to become like him. So he just began, his, his very first words were just lies. And he just wants to continue that on, I believe, to con- just, just to continue to sow doubt, to sow kind of uh, just doubt and unbelief and just deception. He wants to just sow that into our lives, gently just sowing these, these little lies into our, into our heads. And actually, what did Eve do? She believed him. She believed that deception and look what that led to. But it just started off as, as a little lie and then things grew, grew from then. So we want to make sure we're on our guard and making sure we're not allowing the enemy to lie to us or for us to believe the lies that he's, he's kind of given to us. So um, I just want to move on to John 8. And Jesus was in this kind of heated dispute with the Pharisees and the, uh, the teachers of the law and some of the Jews around that time. And in John 8, 44, it says this. So Jesus was kind of having this argument and he was, he was just speaking right to the Pharisees. And he said, you belong to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. 
When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So Jesus there just explained to us exactly who the devil is, who our enemy is, that he is the father of lies. So again, he just wants to cause doubt, disbelief, mistrust in God. He wants us to be cynical about God and God's promises. He wants us to kind of just, just have that bit of, that bit of confusion that just sets in so that we don't fully believe what God has for us. We don't fully trust in him. He wants us to get us to question God's, God's kind of nature, God's goodness, his faithfulness. He wants us to just question and have that kind of, uh, so that we're not fully putting our faith in God, that there's just a little bit of doubt mixed in there. The next scripture is from 1 Peter 5, verse 8 and 9. And it says this, many of you would have heard this scripture before. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. So again there, we hear how he prowls around like a, a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. See, he's always kind of just on the fringes of of us and just just looking for ways into our lives so that he can just sow those seeds subtly of of lies and if you dwell on a lie long enough um you know it can have an, it start to have an effect on your life it can start to affect affect your thinking your decision making it can affect your the, de- the decisions you make the actions you actually make so we want to be on our guard and and as that scripture says there be alert and of sober mind So be alert, be ready, be on guard, be ready to stand firm in the faith. And he wants to say things to us like, you're a failure, nothing good ever happens for you, God has let you down, you have no future, you need to give up on your marriage, on your family, on your relationships, your calling. He wants us to give up ultimately on the things that God's called us to do. And he ultimately, I believe, he wants us to say, I want to just give up on God and I want to give up on the church. He wants us to give up on, on lots of things. And he's, he's always also lying and saying to us, the grass is always greener somewhere else. Many of you would have just had those kind of thoughts going through your head. The grass is greener somewhere else. I could be doing something else with someone else. You know, fill in the blanks for yourself. The enemy just subtly just wants to just bring in those lies. So we need to be alert, we need to be ready, we need to be sober. And actually, a definition of being sober is clear-headed, focused, nothing intoxicating you. Are we like that? Are we ready? Have we got nothing of the world just intoxicating us, confusing us, coming into our kind of our thinking, in our, in, in, in our relationship with God? Are we just being ready and sober and focused, ready to just block those things? You know, a few weeks ago, when we were having that kind of mini heat wave, and it was just really hot one night, and um, when I was at home, I just, I decided to go downstairs where it was a bit cooler, so that, and, and I just decided to pray as well. While I was downstairs, I kind of opened my downstairs window, and I was praying, and as I was praying, um, just right underneath my window, because our window kind of opens up, it's quite a big window, it opens up like this, and, and you know, 
our front garden is just right there in front of this window. And as I was, as I was praying, this, this little fox, this fox ran under kind of where the window was and it was just sniffing around in our bushes and stuff outside the front. And it was just really, it kind of took me aback. I was just taken aback a bit because it was just like, wow, this is just a fox. It was literally a, kind of a few feet away from me. And it kind of just sniffed around and ran off. And I, as I was praying, I was just like, God, did that mean anything? What, what, was, what was that all about? That was kind of strange. I've never seen a fox come that close before in our front garden. And I just felt God say to me, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. And then he began to speak to me about what little foxes are in my life. And I don't know if you've heard of that saying, the little foxes spoil the vine, but actually it comes from uh, the Song of Songs or the Song of Solomon. And I'm sure the scripture would just come up now. It's from Song of Solomon uh, 2.15. And actually, little foxes here. I'll just read the scripture first before I explain it. It says, catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards, our vineyards that are in bloom. And yeah, as I said before, many of you would have heard that, that kind of term used before. And that's, that's where it comes from. And the context of Song of Songs, as many of you will know, is kind of, it's a romantic poetry where there's a young man and a young woman just telling each other how much they love each other. And they're kind of just talking about their relationship with each other. And we know that actually it's an analogy of Jesus speaking to his bride, his church, us, his people. And I believe that verse there, where it talks about the little foxes and catching them, is all about not letting anything into our lives that can come between our relationship with God. So we've got a, a if you read the Song of Songs, it's, 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 a, really, it's a really good um, portion of scripture in the Bible. And it's all about love. It's all about relationship. And it's all about how much Jesus loves us. And I believe that's, that verse is just saying, let's make sure there's nothing that we're allowing in our lives, uh, lies of the enemy possibly, or sin or anything like that, that can come between our blossoming, fruitful, loving relationship with Jesus. We need to catch those things and stop them and just disable them, stop them from, from doing any damage. You know, I researched um, uh, how little foxes can ruin the vine and, uh, or ruin the vineyards and, and the grapes that are growing. And I, I found this, it, it said that actually little foxes would gnaw away at the shoots of the vines that are growing and they'll gnaw away at the leaves and they'll dig holes around the vineyard um, and around the grapes and they'll eat some of the grapes as well. And it will just, it will ruin the vine from, from growing properly. It will spoil the vine and it will spoil the, the harvest of um, of grapes. So we need to be, again, we need to be on our guard and making sure that we're stopping anything from just intervening, coming in between our relationship with God, especially in this season. God wants to be so near to us in this season. He wants us to speak his truth. He wants to speak his truth into our hearts and into our lives. And he doesn't want anything or us to be allowing or leaving any doors open for any of those little foxes to come in. Sometimes the enemy can do that to us. He can dig and gnaw away at us, trying to undermine what God has said to us and undermine who God is to us and undermine the truth. We have, there's a scripture in the Bible that says we're not unaware of the devil's schemes. So we know 
that the devil likes to do these kind of things. We know that he likes to, he just wants to undermine and just create division between us and other people and God especially. So what's the answer to all of this? Well, we always know that the way to come against any deception or any lies is with truth. And God's word is truth. And God is obviously true himself. And I believe that the Lord said to me that the main cause of us entertaining lies like this in our lives is because we're not being filled enough with him and filled enough with his word, filled enough with his presence. We need to be so full of him in this season of time. A few weeks ago, Colin was um, talking about how we just need to develop and, and, and build on our personal one-to-one relationship with God. And I, you know, I just, I love that word and love how he was saying it was like marriage and two people being married together and that intimacy that we have. We need to have that close intimacy with Jesus and continue to have that every day because he, wa- he wants us to be so full of him. There's no room for any other spirit. We want to be so full of his spirit, so full of the Holy Spirit, so full of his, his voice, his word, his presence, so full of, of just worship for him and adoration in our hearts. He wants us to be full, to overflowing with him so that there's just no way the enemy can get in. Because the enemy knows if there's a vacuum or there's a spiritual void going on in our lives, or there's just space that we're leaving here and there, the enemy, he knows he, he'll try and fill it. He'll try and get in there and just begin to just pour in his lies and, and all sorts of stuff. He just wants to just jump in wherever he has the opportunity. So we don't want to let him do that, amen? We want to make sure we're full of God. I just wrote down here that God's word and his spirit is like fox repellent. When we're full of God's spirit, it's like the enemy just tries to come in. He just can't come in. He's got no room to operate in our lives. And we need to just daily be just saying, God, just fill me with your spirit today. Just say, come Holy Spirit, fill me today. Fill me with your love. Fill me with your compassion. Fill me with your, with your voice, Lord. What, what do you want me to be doing today? Where do you want me to be going today? Who do you want me to be speaking to? We want to just be so filled with what God wants us to be filled with that we, we're, we're just, just moved by him to do whatever he's calling us to do with our time. And also, part of being able to uh, resist the enemy is knowing our authority in Christ knowing our authority that he's given us to speak to the enemy, to speak to these little foxes, to speak to any kind of spirits, demonic spirits that are trying to influence us or oppress us or depress us. We have authority in him. Just going to read this scripture from Luke 10, verse um, 17 to 19. And this is where Jesus sent out his 72, uh, sent out 72 disciples of his and he gave them authority to minister healing and deliverance for people and to tell the people that the kingdom of God has come and to tell them about who Jesus is so in the scripture it says the 72 returned so after they'd been sent out and they were ministering to people they returned with joy and said Lord even the demons submit to us in your name and Jesus replied I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven 
I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy and nothing will harm you. So that same spirit that was in these disciples when they were sent out is in us today. And he's given us authority, as it says there, over all the power of the enemy, that nothing will harm us. That's who we are in Christ Jesus. We have our authority in the one who defeated the enemy on the cross. He, he, gained, he gave us victory over everything that the enemy may try to do against us in our lives. Jesus defeated him. He made a public spectacle of him and he's given us that victory as well to walk in. Just a quick testimony. Um, I shared with the Crawley congregation, I believe a number of months ago, but I just really believe it applies to this kind of this principle that we're talking about here of how to take authority over the enemy. Um, yeah, a number of months ago, I preached a message in Crawley and I believe it was quite a, a a big event there was a lot lots of people there because there was a dedication going on and I preached this message and um, all I remember is as, as I brought this message um, straight after I'd preached it and and I kind of the the meeting had come to an end and I kind of kind of just stepped off the stage and just went to talk to people and we had some food and stuff after as soon as I kind of uh, just finished all I remember just feeling was this kind of just sense of I'd call it like an oppressive sense or a depression just came over me. And all, I just started to hear a voice saying, do you know what, you missed it. No one really listened to that message. No one got anything out of it. You, you just didn't really get the points across that you wanted to get across and no one's going to be changed. No one's going to, no, and people just didn't even think anything of it. And all I just, I just sensed this kind of, and heard this, these just negative words just pouring and pouring over me. And I kind of went through this throughout this day and I got home and I just still kind of just sensed this negativity. And it was, it was just a horrible, horrible feeling. And I was sat there at home and I was just kind of like, just feeling sorry for myself, believing, entertaining, all of this kind of stuff and just thinking it all through and dwelling on it. And I was just getting, just re just getting down and down and down and down. And then I just got up and just decided to just walk across the road where we live to some shops. And as I was walking, something in me just, just said to me, you know, Rohan, you don't need to accept what's, what you're hearing, what you're feeling right now. And, and I was just like, okay, right, I'm just going to pray. I'm just going to pray. I'm going to pray against this oppression and this depression and this negativity. And I just prayed something kind of as simple as this. I just... I just said, in, in Jesus' name, I command every negative spirit, every negative voice, every lying, deceiving spirit um, to just be silent and to just leave me right now in Jesus' name. And I prayed something like that and I continued to walk. And as God is my witness, honestly, as soon as I finished mouthing that prayer, something just lifted off of me. And something just went and I could just, I just sensed there was like, I just felt lighter. I just felt free. I just felt normal again. And I just continued walking to the shops and I was kind of a little bit taken aback. I was just like, wow, something has just literally changed around me. I don't know, I don't know what it is, but something's gone. Well, I do know what it is. It was something of the enemy 
just coming against me in that moment. So I'd kind of gone for hours that day, just being uh, depressed about myself, just thinking negative about myself. And it just took one prayer and it was like the enemy just left me. Something just left me. It was like a dark cloud just went. And I just kind of carried on and went about my day. But that's the authority that God has given us. We don't have to just accept lies coming into our life and just accept kind of depressive thoughts and negative thoughts and thoughts of failure and thoughts of kind of, uh, of where we we've just think we've messed up and we're just a failure and we just, you know, nothing, like I said before, nothing good ever happens to me and all this negative stuff. We have authority to speak against those lies and to speak against those demonic forces and tell them to go and they listen and they do go. And, you know, I, I, I learned from that moment. And I, I mean, I know I've, I've, I've prayed prayers like that before, but I just, it was a reminder, I don't need to just dwell and mull over stuff that's getting me down. And I just believe that's a word for some people this morning, that you've just been having depressive thoughts, you've been having negative thoughts, you've just been having thoughts of just, of just horrible, just, I don't know, just dark thoughts about yourself. And I just believe God is saying to you today, you have authority over those thoughts and you can tell the enemy to get out of your life and you can kick him out and you can speak against him and he will go. Tell him to be silent and to go. In Ephesians 6, it gives us a really good understanding of what the enemy tries to do and to how to stand against him when he tries to come at us in that kind of way. So I'm just going to read through this whole chunk of scripture and then I'm going to pull some bits out of this. So this is Ephesians 6, um, 10 to 18. And many of you would have heard this, these, these scriptures before. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Therefore, put on the full armour of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And they're the lies of the enemy, those flaming arrows, they're the lies that he throws at us. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. I love that piece of scripture. Give us some great pointers there and revelation and understanding there about spiritual warfare. You know, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's not people we're, we're dealing with. It's mainly demonic spirits that are trying to influence us. When you're uh, a child of God, when you give your life to Jesus, you become a bit of a target for the enemy. And he wants to take you out. He wants to discourage you. He wants to kind of just bring you down. He wants to get you feeling sorry for yourself. He wants to get you depressed. He wants to oppress you. 
but God gives us armor here to put on and daily we need to put on the armor of God so that we can take our stand as it says here against the devil's ske- devil schemes we need that helmet of, that helmet of salvation we need that ble- breastplate of righteousness we need especially the shield of faith and that that shield of faith is having faith in who God is faith in the promises of God, faith, faith in God himself, that he is faithful, that he is good, he's always good, and he's always got our best interests at heart. Faith in God that he loves us, because the enemy loves to just, just sow in the lies about who God is to us and, and who are, what he thinks of us and who we are in him. He loves to just bring confusion into that area. But we take that shield of faith and we say, no, I'm just not receiving those lies anymore. I'm not receiving all that negativity from the enemy anymore. So we hold that shield strong that just repels those flaming arrows of the evil one. And we definitely need the sword of the spirit, uh, which is the word of God. We need to have the word of God in the inside of us more than ever in these days. We need to be in this word, studying it, reciting it, meditating on it, speaking it over ourselves, praying it over ourselves, just preaching to ourselves. Sometimes you need to get in the mirror and just speak over yourself, speak into your life, just just speak the word of God over yourself. I was doing that the other night. I was just praying through uh, Psalm 91 and just praying it through and speaking it over myself. And I don't know if you've ever experienced, but when you do that, it builds you up. It strengthens you. That truth, as that truth kind of gets in the inside of you, it strengthens you, it protects you. It causes you to just stand firm against the enemy. And when he comes in with his lies, it's like, well, the, that, that well of truth, that well of the word that you've got on the inside of you, it just rises up and just says, no, this is the truth. This is what God says about me. This is what God says about my circumstances, my situation. This is what God says about my children, my marriage, my job, my finances. This is what God says about who I am in him, my calling, the things he's called me to do. That word on the inside of us, we need that kind of reservoir of the word so that when the enemy comes, the word just comes straight back at him. That's how Jesus defeated the enemy. When he started lying to him, Jesus says, this is what the word says. And I love here, uh, towards the end here, it says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And be alert always to keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. And we heard, I think it was right at the beginning of lockdown, we had that word, I think Jane and Pastor Clive brought it, and it was about praying in the Spirit, stirring up the gift of God within us, stirring up the Spirit of God. When we pray in the Spirit, it builds us up. It causes us to just come above the circumstances of life and just get God's God's kind of understanding and perspective on life. You know, I just encourage you, pray in the spirit, pray in the spirit as you're going about your day, maybe under your breath if you're at work, maybe out loud if you're at home, just praying in the spirit, continually stirring the gift of God up in you, building yourself up in that holy faith, 
praying that the mysteries of God, the things of God, the things on God's heart, just praying those out in the spirit. It just causes to, a strength to arise in you. It causes the, the spirit of God to kind of just come up in you. It kind of sometimes when I'm praying in the spirit, it's like I stand up straighter. I, it, I, I, my chest comes out. It's like I know God is stronger than anything the enemy can throw against me. God is stronger than my circumstances. God is greater than anything that's going on around me. Praying in the spirit just builds you up and builds you up and builds you up. I just really encourage you daily, take some time out, maybe in the morning before your day's begun. Just take a few minutes, pray in the spirit, five minutes, 10 minutes, and build, just build yourself up daily and pray for God's people as well. So what's our response in all of this. I mean, I've just given you some stuff from Ephesians 6 and just go over that yourself in your own time because God, God will speak to you about how to stay fully in that armour, in that covering of God and how to defeat the enemy in our lives. I mean, for our response, I mean, half of our battle against the enemy is recognising what he's doing. When we're aware of what he's trying to do in our lives, it just takes the deception kind of element out of what he's doing because we know God's, God's showing us what's going on. And I believe our response to all of this is to actually take some time to just allow God to show you any lies that you've been believing. And we're going to do that in a moment. We're going to ask God to just, we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to just show us. And I just want you to pray, say, God, what lies have I been believing? Maybe it's been over this lockdown period of time. Maybe it's been your whole life. Maybe it's been for years. There's certain lies that we can just dwell on, we can mull over, and we can begin to believe and just, and just accept that this is who I am, when actually God is not saying that's who you are. So we're going to do that in a second. I've just got some, before we pray, I've just got some words of knowledge I believe God gave to me. And words of knowledge are just things that God's just directly spoken to me that are going to apply to some people. So I've just got three words of knowledge. I'm going to just, just speak them out. And if they apply to you, there's some answers here and there's some instructions here to, to kind of overcome these lies. So I just believe there's some people out there, some older people in particular, that you've been believing that you've passed your best in life and that God has no use for you anymore. And that's a lie from the enemy. And God gave me Psalm 92, verse 13 and 15 for you. And we haven't got these scriptures that they're going to come up, but just please just remember this, script, this chunk of scripture and just read it if this applies to you. And it says this, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. And I believe God is saying you will continue to bear fruit as long as you live. There is no kind of a sell by date on your life. It doesn't matter how old you are, like that scripture says there, you'll flourish in the courts of God. So don't believe that life that applies to you. So the next one is, I believe that God, that God said to me that the enemy has been lying to people and, and causing them or causing them to, to feel like they, they need to quit things in their lives. Um, and the enemy is just saying, he wants you to throw in the towel, to just give up, to quit. 
and, and that can apply to many different things in your life. And, and you, hopefully this will resonate with people out there. But the enemy loves to cause us to want to just give up on things, to let go of things, to quit, to just say, oh, forget it. I'm just going to leave this. It might be a marriage. It might be relationships. It might be all sorts of things. Um, but he just wants you to quit. And Hebrews 10 verse 35 to 36 says this. So do not throw away this confident trust we have in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings to you. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. So God doesn't want you necessarily to just give up on stuff. He wants you to listen to him. And when he's called you to do something, you continue doing it and you continue persevering in it. But just don't throw in the towel with things. But God will speak to you about that. And if that word is for you, I'm sure it will just resonate in your heart and you'll, you'll know what he means. And this last one, and I believe that God said to me, this is a big one that people are believing in this current time. And it's this, it's the lie that you don't need to fellowship with other believers, that you can just continue, you can just have your relationship with God and follow God by yourself. And I know we're in lockdown and it is a bit different in fellowship and meeting up with people and all of that. But there's a lie that the enemy's trying to sow to say, you can do this yourself. Don't worry about other people. You don't need other believers. You can just be a kind of lone ranger Christian. But actually that's a lie from the enemy. And I just encourage you to join a small group, phone someone up, get in contact with someone, be around other believers. You know, we need fellowship. We're called to be, we're a body. We're called to be this body and we're called to, to, to work out our salvation together as the church of God. And the scripture I got for that is Hebrews 10, 23 to 25. It says this, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may, so we can start meeting together and, and just using the technology we have in Zoom and other things, let's not forsake the meeting together of other believers. Don't believe that lie. And I believe part of that lie can be, you know, that kind of grass is greener lie. I mean, I, I'm just gonna give up on God. I'm just gonna give up on the church that I belong to. I'm gonna go and find another church. All of it's kind of connected. The enemy just loves to just sow that kind of, that sense of just, he, he wants to separate you ultimately. He wants to separate you from others and, and just kind of box you in. And once you're separated from the flock, the enemy knows it's a lot easier to take you out. So don't believe that lie. Okay, so we're gonna pray and you're gonna pray. So let's just take a moment just wherever you are, just take a moment and just, and I'm just going to give you a bit of time to just hear from God now. And to hear from God is very easy. God will just, God will speak to you. Just have the faith that God wants to speak to you and just ask the Holy Spirit right now and just say, Holy Spirit, is there any lies that I've been believing in my life? And just let God speak to you about those lies. And I'll give you a moment to do that.
can obviously do more of that in your own time as well. But if you've identified any lies, anything demonic that's just been hounding you, and it might not even, and I know this whole message has been about lies, but actually it might be like my experience was with that kind of dark cloud that's been over you, depression or oppression and just feeling negative about yourself and horrible about yourself and your situations and whatever's going on. What I want us to do is to take authority right now, and I'm gonna pray, but you also pray wherever you are at home. Just pray, just take authority over any of the, the enemy's lies and over the enemy himself and just command him to leave you and command those lies to stop and just tell him to do one, get him to go, tell him, get rid of him. So I'm just gonna pray with you, but you can, you just begin to pray, you begin to pray. Jesus just say God I reject this lie about me that I've been believing and I command anything demonic that's causing that lie to just go and leave me right now in Jesus name say it with authority and the enemy has to listen he has to go and I'm just going to pray for you right now so Father God, I just thank you for this word that you laid on my heart to just bring to the body of Christ today, Father. And Lord, right now, for every single person under the sound of my voice listening to this message, Father, I take authority right now. I bind every demonic spirit, every demonic voice that's been trying to lie and deceive and just, just bring this, this, uh, deception into people's hearts or around them. Father God, I just bind every demonic work that's tried to bring oppression or depression into people's kind of atmosphere there, into their head, into their hearts, into their lives, into their families, to their households. Father, I take authority over the enemy right now in Jesus' name. I bind you and I command you to get out in Jesus' name. Get out of every house, get out of every head, every heart, every life in Jesus' mighty name. You have no right to be oppressing us in Jesus' name. Go. Thank you, Father. And Lord, we just thank you for you filling anything that, where the enemy's kind of gone. We thank you. You fill that with your life, with your love, with your spirit, with your word. Father, we want to be full to overflowing with who you are. We want to be brimming over with your spirit, Father, so that we can affect the lives of people around us. So Jesus, fill us up. And wherever you are right now, just maybe just hold out your hands and say, God, fill me right now. Fill me up, Lord, with your spirit. Fill me with your truth, Lord God. I want to be full of who you are every day so that they leave no room, no vacuum, no doors open to anything else trying to affect me. Thank you, Jesus. You might want to just say, come Holy Spirit, fill me up. Fill me up, Holy Spirit. Just say that wherever you are. Fill me up, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Lord. And just one very quick thing I want to share with you before I finish and this is a word that God gave to me a long time ago. This is actually the very first picture kind of 
word that God gave to me, the first picture I ever, I ever kind of received from God. And God showed me that my life um, needed to be like a sunflower. Our kids are growing sunflowers in, their gar- in our garden at the moment. So it's, it's, it's always reminds me of this word. I, I, the, and this, this, I believe, is for all of us, not just for me, that our lives need to be like a sunflower. And the, the head of the sunflower follows the sun around. And it's, it's aimed at the sun. And God was saying to me that your, it's like your head needs to be focused upwards on who Jesus is. And as we focus on him, it's like that's where your strength comes from. And he kind of warned me in this picture that don't let your head droop down and look at your circumstances and look at things that the enemy might be trying to do or focus on the negatives of life and stuff that you're going through, but keep it focused up on the sun and that's where your strength will come from. That's where your life will come from. And that's how you'll overcome in life. So keep, we need to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, fixed on the Son of God, fixed on Him. And that's where we'll grow up to be strong. And actually in this picture, um, I saw this kind of, it's kind of like a vision picture thing. And I saw God take one of the seeds of the sunflower out and he planted it, the seed was planted next to me. And he took another seed out and he planted it next to that one and took more and more seeds out. And he said to me, you'll bring many sons to glory. And I saw this kind of picture seeds being planted from them as well being planted and it's kind of like saw this massive field of sunflowers and I believe that word is not just for me it's for all of us that God has called us to be people that reproduce his life and that we will bring many sons to glory as we keep our eyes fixed on him and our focus on him amen thank you for listening to this kingdom faith podcast we trust it's been an encouragement to you For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.